1: Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we've got some really exciting cases to talk about. uh, To help us talk about these and and these and other subject matters, Uh, we have with us here a very special part of the team at PJI, uh, one of our uh, staff attorneys, uh, and he heads up our office there in Michigan. Uh, Dave Peters, welcome to the show. Great to be on, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Just great. Um, hey, I appreciate uh, appreciate uh, you participating, and hopefully, we're going to talk about how you've been doing, uh, which relates to some of our topic here today. And I know people are going to definitely want to know about that. Uh, but um, you know, you've been involved in some really interesting cases uh, and important cases recently. Why don't you bring us up to speed on some of these cases?
2: Well, let me let me tell you, Brad. All credit to the Holy Spirit. Uh, these cases just. It wasn't like I went out and looked for them. They just fell into my lap almost magically. It was just amazing. And this is, you can consider this, uh, the Pacific Justice Institute Dave Peters victory tour, because uh, we won some big victories in the last few weeks. And uh, I'd like to tell you about them. First of all, our transplant cases. And uh, the first case we had was against Trinity Health. Okay, this is the ninth, eighth or ninth largest hospital system in the country. Um, they have more than 100 hospitals, and, and they, are, uh, they were the first domino to fall. We filed these cases, and, and maybe I should back up a little bit and describe what these cases are, okay? Because these cases are transplant cases, and some of you may have heard of these. These are individuals who need an organ to live. They're going to die unless they get an organ, and they're on the transplant list And then suddenly they put out the requirement, you need to get the COVID shot. And these people are Christian. They pray about it. They say, hey, Holy Spirit, come tell me what I should do. And in every single one of these transplant cases, I believe the Holy Spirit has told them but no uncertain terms, they are not to take this vaccine. And I I, I, want to contrast it with, you know, the, the employment cases that we have. Mm -hmm. And we hear all the time, you know, do these people really have a valid religious objection to the vaccine? And You know, and we hear uh, they don't really have. Let me tell you, Brad, these people have a valid religious objection. They are willing to die rather than take the COVID vaccine. They're not willing to lose their job. They're willing to die. And, you know, they're effectively on
1: medical death row. Right. I mean, so when they say, you know, you know, I, I have sincere religious beliefs not to take it, and they're told, okay, then um, go ahead and die. I don't think you could really viably challenge the sincerity of the religious beliefs when their life is hanging in the balance. So uh, that should be probably a, the strong part of their case is their sincerity, uh, and, and but yet, I mean, this is it's, it's tragic. I mean, we're talking about. You know, people dying for their faith, like back in the early days of the church, where you have to choose between life or denying your faith and, and the calling of God and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, you know, how I know that they're um, they're died, you know, denied, they're told this, left to die. But how is this even happening, David, in, in the in the United States? I mean, people being denied medical treatment for refusing to take an experimental drug. Uh,
2: let me answer that question, Brad. But I want to talk about some human interests first. I wanna talk about Katie, okay? Katie is our University of Michigan case. And there's another one, uh, Ross. And, and and Katie is a 34-year-old mother of five, okay? She needs a new heart. She was given less than a year to live. And she was told, she was number two on the transplant list. And she was taken off the transplant list because she would not get the COVID vaccine. And, you know, I view these cases, you mentioned the the early Christians, these are Christian martyrs. These are the same branch of Christianity, the same type of Christians, who were told by Caesar in the Colosseum, all you have to do is sacrifice to Caesar. You don't even have to renounce your God, just sacrifice to Caesar. And some of the early Christians, many of the early Christians, hundreds went to their deaths. Because they would not sacrifice the Caesar, and these people on the transplant list refuse to sacrifice the Caesar. They said they, they went out. They said, "Come on, it's for the public health. Everyone's doing it." And they said, "No, we will not." And, right. and it, to me, uh, I, it, it was to me it was just personally inspiring yeah. seeing these people, these clients of ours.
1: Yeah. Well, it, but yeah, but but how can they? You know, how can they compel them to have to take an experimental drug and or or lose their life? I mean, the fact that we're dealing with something that's experimental, much less something that has so many questionable uh, outcomes, it just makes no
2: sense. Well, let me let me answer the question that you asked before. Uh, How is this happening? Um, As a lawyer, I'm looking at this in shock. I did not think I did not think this could happen. It's very clear. The Constitution is very clear. Title Two, Title Seven, all these laws that protect us. The First Amendment. I I did not believe this could happen, but it did. Um, and what's happened is the courts have refused to overturn the CDC. Okay, local health agencies they refuse to consider the medical evidence. And frankly, the courts don't care how much evidence we produce. Um, you know, we can we can show irrefutable evidence the vaccines are causing more harm than good. They don't care. They're going along with whatever the public health authorities say, um, and and so we are left instead of contesting on medical grounds, and there are medical grounds to contest this vaccine on. If you look at the cost benefit analysis, it's it's overwhelmingly negative. Right. It's overwhelmingly negative at this point, and. So we can't do that because they're not allowing us to challenge on that grounds, but we can challenge it on religious grounds. Yeah. Uh, under Title II and Title VII, if you have a religious objection uh, to taking uh, something, then you can refuse it. Right. Uh, you, you cannot be compelled. And by the way, it says right on uh, the, the vaccine package insert there, it says, this product may not be administered without consent. Right. And by the way, that's what the law says, too.
1: Yeah, The Emergency
2: the, Use Act says you may not administer an emergency use product without consent. Now, why are they allowing them to do this? The answer is that the courts have said that individual people, citizens, do not have the right to challenge this vaccine under the Emergency Use Act. They're claiming only attorney generals have the right to challenge the vaccine under the Emergency Use Act. So far, no attorney general has stepped up. Well, wow. okay. I uh, bring the key frankly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, you're, you're, you're right. It's, this is, um, it, it, it seems to just tol- go totally against the whole concept of, of civil liberties on multiple grounds, multiple levels. You just did a great job outlining that. And uh, there's definitely a religious aspect to this. I want to get into that. But first, let's take a look at the, the medical portion uh, of this debate. I understand there's been a lot of blood clots. Uh, people are just dying, quote, suddenly. Uh, athletes, young people, uh, you know, are young people dying from this vaccine? Uh, I've heard that there's been a 13,000% increase in uh, those with mitocarditis from the age of 12 to 19 uh, recently since these vaccines have come out in this just short period of time. Uh, It seems that uh, the evidence is mounting for why the very least young people shouldn't take these vaccines. What say you?
2: Brad, the evidence is overwhelming at this point. Um, I I wrote down a few points. So when you're weighing any medication or vaccine, you have to weigh the risk of the disease with the risk of the vaccine. Okay. Now, the Delta variant, which we first faced, Mm -hmm. had about a 2% mortality in the elderly. That's not good. (laughs) That means two out of 100 people who get this are going to die. And when millions get it, hundreds of thousands die. Uh, And that was the Delta variant. It was not exactly ideal, okay? The Delta variant's gone. The Delta variant turned into Omicron, and then it turned into all these other variants that that, that we're hearing about. These new variants are not nearly as deadly, not nearly as deadly as Uh the the old variants. Um, So right there, you have to weigh the deadliness of the disease with the efficacy and safety of the vaccine. Well, the disease is much less deadly now, and in fact, we have treatments for the disease, Paxlovid works very well, dramatically increases death and hospitalization. Uh, and there's also the fact they lied to us about the vaccine. Okay? Uh, the vaccine was based on mice studies. About two dozen mice were tested. They didn't even test it on humans before they rolled it out to the whole population. Um, and we're seeing that re- we're, we're actually seeing reverse efficacy of the vaccine. That is, if you get the vaccine, you're more likely to get COVID you're more likely to go in the hospital. Uh, and that's just after five months of getting the vaccine. Um, wow. yes. We're also seeing a huge amount of data on side effects. And I have two personal quick stories to tell you. My father is 84 years old. This guy was an all-American football player. He, he, I don't think he's ever had a rash in his life. He's, never been, he's only been sick twice in his entire life. He got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and three weeks later, he broke out in a, in a hive-like rash over 30% of his body. And it still is there two years later. Wow. He has been to sec- six, six doctors. And the first five doctors, oh, we don't know what it is. We have no idea. And I kept telling him, dad, it's the stupid shot. Right. And finally, he went to see an allergist. And the allergist said, yeah, we're seeing this all the time now. It's right. caused by polysorbitol in the uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Did you get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? I might, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, so okay. There's one story. Another story is a personal story. Okay. What's that? What, I had a heart it, attack. You, you right actually got I yeah. Worked with
1: the PPI. Yeah, you actually were impacted about this yourself, and you'd had you'd had the heart attack, and then you got the vaccine, because the doctors said your cardiologist insisted that you have to have the
2: vax, right? Well, four days after I got the shot, I was in cardiac rehab on a treadmill. You know, EKG all attached, and five minutes into the the treadmill, I collapsed. Um, wow! And they they rushed me into a side storage room, not a treatment room, a storage room, and inserted an IV. Uh, you know, ran anti anticoagulants for the blood clot and 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 steroids for the uh, for the for the heart inflammation, and then they let me go. There is no record of that treatment. Wait a minute. And they, and they put you, they didn't take it to ER? They put you in a nope. storage room? And then there's no record of this? Why? Because they're covering up vaccine injuries. That's the truth, okay? If you look at the VAERS, vaccine adverse uh, reporting statistics, um, this is the official statistics for the vaccine injuries. There are 23,000 deaths from this vaccine so far, okay? That's what's reported. Okay, there are over 110,000 hospitalizations from this vaccine so far. It's probably 10 times that, the real number. Okay,
1: so 10 times, and that would mean that uh, there was actually 230,000 deaths and uh, over a million hospitalizations due to the COVID vaccine. Not COVID, but COVID vaccine.
2: Easily. Easily. Long COVID could very well be not COVID. It could be the vaccine. Yeah.
0: Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? That's right. For over 12 years, PJI's Center for Public Policy has generated success by standing firm in opposition to unconstitutional or immoral state bills which makes it easier for our allies in the legislatures to kill these kinds of wrongheaded and even depraved pieces of legislation. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report.
1: Uh, also, I understand that uh, you know many people. You know, like you say, they're getting blood clots. I know of people personally that had lots of blood clots after getting the vaccine. I also notice uh, I know of people who've had myocarditis. You know, year one, but others uh, that young people that have these heart conditions and heart issues. Well, I understand we're also seeing what's called turbo cancer, and this was predicted by a professor from the Harvard a medical school of uh, diseases, like, you know, uh, cancer, those kind of... diseases, right? Thank you. Infectious diseases. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to med school like you, so I, I'm not as talented <laughs> with these words. But uh, anyway, he, but he predicted, it was very controversial, he says, we're going to see a spike and an increase in cancer because the mRNA and these vaccines um, actually uh, reduce the body's uh, immune system and ability to, uh, to be a shield uh, and to defend itself and prevent uh, cancer mutations from taking hold. And so uh, I've heard stats on that as well. Uh, and the turbo cancers where cancer just goes quickly from stage one to stage four. Uh, I know of people in that regard. Uh, so this is, I mean, medically speaking, you'd think we'd, we'd, you know, we, we wouldn't accept this. But uh, my understanding is that the United States is sort of going it alone. The rest of the world, including Europe, is saying, don't give this new vaccine uh, to children. In fact, don't even take the new vaccine unless you're at high risk and, and it, it's compelling for you to have to take it. In our country, Dr. Fauci came out and he said, hey, uh, we're recommending babies. I, just, I think it's like babies after six months, if I'm not mistaken, should get the, the latest COVID-19 variants vaccine. This is insane.
2: It's medical practice and it's, it, you know, I don't want to use the term genocide, um, but I just did, so there it is. Uh, This is a depopulation plan. You know, I I don't want to get all conspiracy theory, but I I, this is totally inexplicable from a medical perspective. Right. This is not being done for medical reasons. There are other reasons they're doing this, and you know we can speculate about those all day. Right. Well, (laughs) we know we know
1: we know for a fact that a large portion of the FDA, the people who are there in the leadership, um, are people who get direct financial benefits and royalties by the number of vaccines that are sold by, f- by big pharma. That's, that's a given. I think there needs to be legislative reform preventing anyone from serving on the, uh, the FDA or the CDC that has a, a major um, unset-aside uh, interest in the big pharma companies. It distorts their ability to be objective and we're, we stand out across the whole world um, for being, doing something very divergent and the answer that everyone gives is well that's because these are American pharmaceutical companies and they control our FDA while other countries are not controlled by these big pharma and they do what's best for their people and what science says. Uh, so uh, this is a, a serious concern. Now uh, you know, it, it's, it's serious what we're talking about when we, ca- you know, with regards to these uh, transplant cases. Uh, you know, people most most hospitals over nine nine out of ten do not require the vax because there is some evidence showing that it actually is you know counterproductive, as you uh, said earlier. So, we've taken on some very heavy litigation battles against these gigantic, gigantic hospitals, haven't we? And um, you know, wh- you know, why it looks like. We're the only ones that stepped in that had the bandwidth to do it. Am I right?
2: Well, let me let me, let me give credit where credit's due, okay? Uh, we are the only law firm that I'm aware of that took up this battle in federal court. Uh, th- there were some early cases filed on the transplant cases, but uh, we're the only, uh, certainly, religious liberty firm uh, that pursued these cases. Now, I did work with another religious liberty firm, and I want to give them credit, Liberty Legal. They... Um, compiled a lot of these cases. They did the pre-litigation work, uh, but in terms of going to court, um, <laughs> nobody was crazy enough, right. uh, except me. <laughs> yeah. So this so is I, except,
1: but but this is really significant. I mean, and and I know this uh, this other group is a, it's it's a, it's a small group, not to be confused mm-hmm. with some of the, the uh, other large organizations. And a hats off to them for, you know, for trying and and their efforts, but. You know you've played a very key critical role here, as you've pointed out, and Pacific Justice uh, has played a very key critical role here to try to uh, take on Big Pharma in this regard, and uh, and or these big hospitals who are kin uh, to Big Pharma. I understand these big hospitals have uh, financial interests; those that are requiring uh, the vax also happen to have a financial interest with the, the Big Pharma, with R&D grants and etc. Uh, you've, you've, right. you've proven that, haven't you? So this is even just more disgraceful to think that these large medical institutions put big pharma and profits and grants ahead of the welfare of their patients. It's disgraceful.
2: They, 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 they just obeyed whatever the authorities have said. And then when challenged on it, they say, hey, we're just following orders. <laughs> didn't we try that? Once yeah. before and it didn't work. But th- that's what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're literally saying, we're, we're just following orders. We don't have any choice. Yeah, that's what a that,
1: very that's, small yeah, number of doctors. Yeah, that's what uh, the, the Nazi leaders, uh, the Nuremberg trials, that was their standard line. They said, hey, we were just following orders. We were just doing what we are told to do. Um, and the Nuremberg trials said, no, there's a higher law that you're held accountable to. Everyone's held accountable to the laws of nature. Nature's God. And you're guilty. And they were put in prison for life or hung. Uh, because right. that's that that line, you know, th- doesn't work and um, it is not acceptable. And uh, yet, that's that's what they're what they're using, which is uh, outrageous. So, uh, as it turns out, these battles were not hopeless after all. They seemed hopeless. <laughs>
2: what was the result when you filed against these hospitals, Dave? I look. I thought they were hopeless. I thought we were going to get killed. And, and and I mean, in terms of me filing a case like this alone, I mean. That would be ludicrous and ridiculous. I, I had a huge support staff. We have 30 attorneys. We we have some of the best attorneys in the country. Um, and we meet twice a week. And, and, and I was able to be walked through these cases. And uh, I mean, we did some things that were just completely, you know, nobody else had attempted to challenge the Emergency Use Act. You know, it it just... We, we knew that wasn't going to get very far, and, and, but we distinguished it saying, well, this is different because these people are facing death, not loss of a job. You know, very difficult arguments we yeah. made, and, and we, we, we fought the good fight. And I, you know, I was able to do this just because, you know, I came on board with PJI with a medical background, and I saw exactly what these people were doing. i sued hospitals before. I'm not afraid of them, um, and I knew we were right. We had God on our side. We had truth on our side. Um, and and what happened in these cases, okay, so Trinity Health, uh, were the first to fall. They they are good Catholic hospital. They agreed that, uh, yeah, you're probably right. We shouldn't be mandating this vaccine. Um, and then U of M can't talk too much about that case because there's a uh, non-disclosure agreement. We've settled it. Uh, as I said, uh, Katie is back on the transplant list and the other... Uh, Client is, is we're, we're still doing some testing right. to get so, him back on the list.
1: Right. So they're, th- these are real people whose lives have been saved specifically because of Pacific Justice Institute, you, uh, and, and, and the work that you've done uh, to make this happen. Uh, in addition, I understand there were some monetary damages, but you can't go into that because of the, uh, the settlement agreement
2: prohibits discussion in that regard. Right. Yeah. That, that we can't talk about the numbers. But the, the clients were satisfied. And, and I think they were reasonable after the COVID emergency was lifted. Uh, suddenly these transplant centers became reasonable. And uh, uh, the, the lawyers started advising them. It's kind of funny in the U of M case. I, I called a hearing. It's, it's called a meet and confer. And and I, just, I was loaded for bear. I, I read them the Riot Act. You're looking at millions of dollars in damages. We have a lawsuit filed in the court of claims. We've got a, a an appeal in the Michigan Court of Appeals, and we've got a federal case filed. Get them back on the transplant list. Right. And and almost, and two days later, we get notice. Yeah, we're back on the transplant list. You can dismiss the case, Dave. And the answer was no. We want money. And. <laughs>
1: They, they, need to pay, they need to pay a price. They can't say, yeah, we put, we put someone on death row to, to die, and yeah, okay, you sued us, so we changed our mind finally. So, yeah, no, no, no. There needs to be a price to be paid, and the fact that we're making them pay that price helps to prevent other people from going through this horrific process. And the, the truth is, these are people who are whose lives are hanging in the balance. Uh, there may not be time for us to... Uh, to litigate and to get a resolve in some of these cases. Some of them need that transplant right now. Uh, are there others that we're representing in this regard? Uh, I know we've solved some cases. We've Oh yeah. There's, there's still others that we're we're right now in the process oh, yeah. of <laughs> representing right
2: Mail Clinic, uh, Cleveland Clinic, University of Virginia, but yeah big big name hospitals. Um and and some of them have already reversed themselves on the COVID vaccine, and we're 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 hanging around for damages. Uh, Dave Peters,
1: I so appreciate having our team. You know, you've you've got your medical degree as well, and uh, you've been a great asset in helping so many people. And uh, keep up the good work.
2: Thank you so much, Brad.
0: We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. BJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos.
1: We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, President of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.